here's the thing for the viewers. There's no viewers, but for those uh, listening at home, mm. that all of the rigmarole around me buying your mic stand is still broken because this you is what we're starting bought, with. This is what you want to open with. Something that probably cost you three dollars on Amazon is just a little three eighths, three eighths microphone holder that goes on the end of that spigot. Describe what they're looking at. Describe what the what the audience is not seeing. I'm 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 looking at an almost bald man. <laughs> not a bald. I'm looking at a very. I'm looking at a very buzz, a very buzzy man. <laughs> it's it's much longer than it was during the last record. I'll I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is true. Mm. Uh, welcome back to Down Dad Critics are Down. My name no, is Paul. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm Dominic Fischel. You got to finish that train of thought. You're looking at a, a semi bald man. Surprised you think of me as a man for this with a shit mic stand. With a shit mic stand set up, even yep. though I sent it to you, a, a great rig, a great rig. Yeah, I, I mean, the rig is essentially is as is assembled as directed. There's just there's no bit for the top of the mic that I can connect to my microphone. So I've I've had to MacGyver a little bit, but it works. No one's complained. No one's complained about it, except for you. Even even pre mic stand days, we never no got complaints. Seen. It was just your one man war. You know what? You you know who you need to design a mic stand for you. <laughs> who do I need? To you need to get. You need to get Zorin to design you a mic stand. <laughs> That's what you need. You need the big daddy. You need the Elon Elon Musk of the mm. early eighties mm. to come in and Silicon value up a fucking nice rig. That's what you need. What do you think? What do you think Max Zorin would call his cryptocurrency that he starts? Z coin. Uh, Z coin. Yeah. <laughs> Z horse coin he's some into horses. horse racing some horse racing bullshit <laughs> like <laughs> ascot coin <laughs> royal ascot coin quest a quest a coin <laughs> a quest a coin quest a coin quest a coin yo canberra and quest a coin get get the, on that get some nfts get some what's the what's the, it's not bovine it's equine equine yeah equine 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 it's like a play on equine, equine and coin. Oh dear lord! Isn't it crazy Mark. that we live in but a world right. where like, the next Bond film may have may have Bitcoin as a as a plot, as a as a as a plot point at least. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I just hate about crypto, that it's it's like it just is. It takes so much power to make. Yeah. And it just bothers me to no end. Uh, and this is coming from the guy that, look, hang on. First, look, it's not powered yeah. right now because we're recording at night. So what we might have to do to make this podcast fantastically planet-friendly is record only during the day because, baby, guess what we got installed today? Oh, he's harnessing the power of the sun. Sun. Not Let's right fucking now. go. Let's go. We got, we got the big solar baby. No battery. Love that. But- yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Love um, that. No, I love that. I wish we could talk about. I wish we could talk about solar on this show. I well, wish we there are. were more we're doing opportunities. It right now. <laughs> we're, we're doing it. Don't wish you. I know, but I. It. I can't believe it's taken us two years. Uh, what 
50 something episodes what episode count are we on do we count i don't know i can't tell you it's 30 something it's if you fill time right now i will quickly go through the list and count if you just quickly everybody give a quick 30 second no less 20 second solar breakdown starting now i got nothing I'm just going to have to edit point, which I was trying to avoid this week. I'm not giving a breakdown. I've got nothing. I've got no solar content other than saying that that's it, that, that we got solar today and that's cool. And then at some point in the future, this podcast will be brought to you by solar. And that's great. Unfortunately, 40, the time. 40 episodes. 40, yeah. This will be episode 41. Good, good time, Phil. You know what I was thinking today? I was like, gee, we have fucked around a lot and September is fast approaching. Like, yeah, no, we are. Barb, we are. Barb and Michael May. have given us every, every opportunity to get this done, and we've squandered. Look, we might it's... just have to do some. I think we're still okay, but we just have to might skip a couple of non bonds and just do bond I, for a couple. I don't of know. We had time. a lot of work we're... trips that prevented it. At least we let's. It wasn't let's do the lack math. of trying. Let's do the math. Anyway, let's get into. Speaking of the end ends of an, of an era. era, though, yeah, mm. absolutely. And, you know, this is, you know, I've alluded multiple times to the Bond films that I will switch on that's randomly on at 10.30 at night. I'm like, I'm going to finish this. Mm. This is this is one of my peak, this is, this is peak that because yeah. it's a very, it's also a really, it's not well known. It's not a well, you, know, you walk yeah, up to someone it's... on the street and go, Name five James Bond films. This will not be on that list. Even no, if you, no, if you ask no, them to right. ten films, they wouldn't. This wouldn't be on that list. Yeah. It's kind of quite forgotten, despite I... um, some some really interesting. And I don't mean that in a in a pass in, in a pass ag way. Like interesting car- casting choices. Yeah. Um, and and You're a whole right. bunch of other things which we'll get into. But like this is just not. It's not there for. It's not in the vernacular. It's not in the vernacular. It's not in the zeitgeist of 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 mainstream Bond. Yeah, and you're right, and I've never put much thought to that. But you, that's very interesting because you're right. There's no no fucking shot that anyone on the street can name this one in their top five. Let alone, yeah, probably their their top ten. I don't. I, I mean, yeah, and I and I wonder why that is because you're right. We've got. Obviously, Roger Moore, a very specific Bond, maybe not the most popular of Bonds by modern standards, at least. We've never really had that talk genuinely about the Bond popularity power rankings because it's it's sort of a cloud. Like, it's sort of there, like, you know... If there was a Bond... If there was a Bond question in the game show Pointless this mm. film would not be an answer. <laughs> no, no, this is not showing up on the family feud board. This it's is not showing not, up. It's not getting there. It's not in there. Uh, uh, so, uh, Final Jeopardy, it's not in the list. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> but it's right there for me because I remember, like, I clearly remember flicking over to this yeah. one night where it's like Roger Moore and Grace Jones mm-hmm. escaping from the floods. And oh, I'm boy. like, what's this? And there are other bonds that I've switched on far earlier in the piece than that is mm. in this film. But, but like, I just have a real clear memory of switching this on going, what the fuck is this? And I swear it's happened multiple times. So this is like, like such yeah. a, it's in that space for me where I'm like, Ooh, it's gonna, it's gonna see how this ends. See what this is. Yeah. Especially so, when it's think, so close to the end. That's right. And, and I, 
and I had, and then I don't think I've ever seen this all the way through until we watched it for this show. And so, wow. um, yeah, quite, quite a ride. I mean, fuck, yeah. he's old though. He is so old. Look, 1985. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Look, 1985. It's been 12 years since he graced us with his with his portrayal as the James Bond in Live and Let Die. It's crazy to think also that any any Bond film we talk about prior now is like, oh, we've already talked about it. Like, it's not, we don't have to give the whole diatribe. Like, we've this, it's there. There's an hour of it that's that, that we can listen back yeah. to. But the idea of Roger Moore's final outing has been an idea skirted about um, by Eon, the, the Eon gang for a while at this point. There was a lot of talk, question whether it was going to end his run was going to end with Fear Eyes Only. Um, obviously, as we mentioned in the last Bond episode, he was brought back to go to war with Sean in the Battle of the Bonds, 1983, when the production of Never Say Never Again Which was Which I still haven't looming. seen. I'm so, I'm so looking for. Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. To be continued. Um, we'll see it. And so there's no... And then this really... We all know now this is the last Roger Moore film. But there really is just a wild question as to... Why, why, why was a distinctive choice made to continue again? Like, for your eyes only, it's a perfect out. It's a story about an older Bond. It's a story about sort of in the in the meta text of James Bond. It's a perfect ending for an actor. Octopussy, I get why you come back. I get why you and I get again the film Octopussy represents Bond at its biggest, and I get why you bring back Roger Moore specifically for that reason. I don't understand why you why you bring him back for this one. Like I I understand the reason why it happened according to all accounts was just that it's really fun to make a James Bond film and Roger Moore was like I got I got one more. I got one more. Everyone was just like, you know, we got one more. We got I think if if you're approaching it from this angle, I guess you say, look, it's going to make enough money. We don't have to cast it. The formula's there. Why not? And it's I'm sort of glad they made this because it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting part of the whole saga of Bond. How yeah. old is Bond meant to be? And it's kind of, you know, as re- looking back now, it's nice to have this as a this is this is part of that tale and this is part of that conversation, yeah. which I find fascinating from a from a movie making logistics perspective. Mm. But then the thing is like, it also is so bizarre. Well, <laughs> like who wrote this? <laughs> well, Richard Maybaum, Dick Maybaum and uh, Michael G. Wilson wrote this. Michael G. Wilson wrote this. <laughs> a, 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 com- a combination which like, we, I don't think we've discussed a lot of their writing in detail, specifically because their writing only started, um, at Fear Eyes Only was the first film that Michael G. Wilson um, co-wrote with Dick Maybaum. And so, you know, if we look at the the, the sort of three, uh, Fear Your Eyes Only is a very strict adaption of two Fleming works. Octopussy is this entire beast of its own that is loosely based on Fleming works, but is also a, a film that... Well, we talked about it last week. A big fuck off adventure, and I love that. 
And so, again, you reach this sort of crux where you're like, they don't write, they, it wasn't written to be a send off for Roger Moore. It was just, it, it, it's written to be like, uh, and I, I, I we'll talk more about Rog specifically now, perhaps how we personally feel about his performance. But it just like, it feels kind of like any of the Bonds could have played this role closer to their own yeah. styles. Like, uh, we're going to talk a lot in the next episode about the, the transition between somebody like Roger to somebody like Timothy Dalton. But I feel like any of the Bonds can really mm. get in here and sort of custom shape it to, to, to one of their Bonds. Like, there are a lot of humor elements here that can be played up, obviously that were, because that's Roger's angle but there are plenty and plenty of dramatic angles that can be you know that could have been beefed up that are even for roger's standards like there are dramatic moments in this movie there's a lot of there's a lot of sex in this film there's a (laughs) lot of banging a lot of banging three is the body count in this one especially if you include the the opening no it's four the body count what the fuck are you saying that's the yeah. What? You've never heard no, that term of phrase. No, I'm not talking about killing. Yeah, no, I'm talking- because I think I thought you'd use that term to talk about people that he's killing, like bad guys. That's no, I, uh, I don't yeah. Like that. I, I mean, don't like the I, use of that term. I do not like you. Do don't, not, you don't use no, that phrase in your don't. the youth. Hey, the youth are using that term for the for the purpose of you know. Wow. Not, yeah, that's sorry. I sorry. I hate wow. to be the. The forebringer of the youth, but we've been yeah. Body count is a uh, body count is being used on these streets, not for uh, not for murders, but uh, for, Look, for I'm not on bodies. TikTok, all right, guys. Like I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not <laughs> for now. <laughs> I'm yet. reading, I'm reading my kids' bedtime stories. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> One day you'll be, you'll be <laughs> showing your TikTok. grandkids <laughs> bedtime TikToks. But anyway, back to your uh, point. Yeah, Rog be. Look, Roger be having it off at the age of 57. He's which commendable. Having a, having a laugh, having a good time. No, but again, but so it is it is three women in this in this film. It's it's Grace Jones Mayday. Yeah. Who's the fourth? I can only think of I can think of Grace Jones Mayday, um Tanya Roberts, Stacey Sutton and um Fiona Fullerton. As um Russian man. Who's the fourth? Who's the fifth? Um, there's a girl in the, this, in this escape. Oh my God. You're right. Oh my gosh. Oh, Commander Bond. Yeah. Call me James. Which is wild. Which, and she looks, she looks like 20. Yeah. That one's, that one's, that one's. All right. right, While we're talking about this, this is a good segue into how we feel about Roger's performance in this one. Cause I feel like as a youth in my earlier Bond watching days, I watched this one. I'm like, yeah, guy's kind of old, kind of, kind of, kind of cringe. But uh, now, I just, I don't know. I, I wrote a letterbox review of one of my recent rewatches that said, I think I could have watched. I think I could have watched Roger Moore make like three more movies. <laughs> I think I could have watched <laughs> this man play James Bond until he was 65. And even <laughs> think about it now, like. I still think I I kind of agree with myself because the charm of Roger Moore's Bond 
is still here in this movie. Like we don't commend Roger Moore's Bond for being the the action orientated James Bond. Like we we really like him as the 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 charmer of both man and woman. Like he's the slick talker. He's so charming it might kill you. In fact, and sometimes it there's does. There's so much. What I like about this is there's a real clear there's a real clear uh, line of mystery and detective hijinks in this where he goes oh, yeah. to the mansion and there's the horse and there's all the stables and they go into the secret stables. Like, I loved that. I thought that was great. I'm like, I, this is just classic. Like, I want to see the working. I want to see mm. more Bond detective working. Uh, and it was kind of nice to see that in a in a non-bizarre way. In actually quite, in, in quite for, uh, you know, in in James Bond terms, yeah. quite tame. Like, we're not, yeah. like, jumping into space. We're not in, like, yeah. a secret submarine lair. Like, <laughs> he's just gone down, he's just gone down a secret lift, guys. Like, no big deal. Yeah. It, nope. It's it's kind in of a stable. cute in how, in a stable. Like, it's cute yep. and bizarre, but I, I, not, like, outlandishly strange. And yeah. so that was kind of, like, in fact, kind of added more tension to those scenes yeah. for me because it, it was just it, so much more relatable. It's like, oh, cool, there's yeah. some dodgy shit and it's a secret door. I can buy that. That's fine. It might be the most detective material we've gotten in any of the Roger films, I would think. Like, C- certainly in a while. Certainly in I a while. I mean, that's that's specifically played up for that. Like, obviously, there's, there's, there's clue tracing and stuff like Moonraker and For Your Eyes Only and Hell, even, <laughs> even Live and Let Die. But there's, like... It's really sort of like played up here. Like he's he's chasing Max Zorin for like a, a string of mysteries. Like they know that the computer chips are involved the whole way. And in fact, even when they're introduced, they they're specifically they're like, yeah, these are EMP resistant. But that doesn't really come into play at all. That's just there's like there's like a whole string of red herrings along with the involved in the Max Zorin case file if that makes sense that all eventually lead to he wants to flood he wants to flood silicon valley (laughs) imagine elon had had that kind of plan i'm gonna fuck over he might he might the boring company could very well be doing that that same thing maybe this is what spacex is actually all about (laughs) do you know what the boring company is i know what the boring company is yeah Yeah, like like that's for yeah yeah. For all we know, he could be invent. He could be drilling under the fault as we speak. If Dogecoin doesn't get up, he's going to. I the mean, moon. he did. He did sell all his stuff. Remember? Did <laughs> he do that? All on- my stuff. He posted he's- on Twitter. I'm selling all my worldly possessions. <laughs> I. <don't-> <laughs> <laughs> uh, his other worldly possessions, however. Are- how many how many Rick and Morty merchandise items do you think Elon Musk owns? Uh he owns the factory. Has he been on Rick and Morty yet? No, I don't I don't know. I that's don't a, know. that's only a matter know. of time. I don't know enough about Elon. Like I, I really tap out when it comes to Elon because I don't I'm just not I'm not into I just don't have the energy to follow it, was... it because I'm like, <laughs> cool, he's a rich guy who's really eccentric and he's weird cunt on Twitter quite a lot. It's, and it's like I, I it's I've been watching a select handful of the the MCU films recently again, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, starting with one of my favorites, Iron Man Two. Uh, Iron I, Man I, Two. I saw that Very movie so film. much as a as a as a youth, 
and had no idea that Elon Musk was even in it because it's the most blink and you'll miss it moment. And then as is I was rewatching it? it, like he is in it. Not only is he in it, it's the weirdest like thirty, like twenty second scene. Because I was rewatching it last week, just as all the SNL shit was happening, and it was just like, why the fuck is this in the movie? So do you remember when they first get to Monaco, when when Tony and Pepper are like walking around the 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 cafe sort of area before they run into Justin Hammer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. While they're like, you know, like um, Scarlett Johansson who, by the way, is the absolute goat of the MCU franchise, and I will not hear a word otherwise. Um, She's like, you know, handing them all the business stuff. There is a solid 20 seconds where Tony Stark walks past Elon Musk as himself. He's like, hey, Elon. He's like, hey, Tony, how you going? Good. What you building next? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's just like it does not further the plot. It is literally just... Elon Musk is there pitching his electric jet for Tesla. <laughs> and Tony's like, okay, I'll have a look at it. And then the movie resumes. It's like, what the fuck? That's this is that's so strange. Like you that wouldn't fly now. That wouldn't fly now no. in MCU. Like that would be so it's totally off brand. It's very exactly. like that does feel early. Uh it's 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 Johnny, it's Johnny trying a couple of things. He's like, look, Literally. this shit's hot. This this yeah. is still only the sequel to this yeah. little yeah. this little studio Lit- that could pre, Marvel pre Disney literally pre Disney pre Disney yeah you totally. could not get away this with that post like, Disney what the fuck are we gonna do who cares no one's gonna tell us no so exactly. let's do it and you know what I actually feel like large elements of that are missing from modern MCU films yeah and I, agree. I think the MCU is weaker for it uh, hey I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you reminded me of this and brought it up. I'm like, damn, yeah. now shots fired. Well, the only <laughs> finally he's my co-host is joining me in shooting at Disney. Finally. No, um, I'm not yes, I, I am. <laughs> Elon great. I love it. I love it when we stand in solidarity. <laughs> um but yeah, Elon Musk is very much a modern, a modern Max Zorin, which I forgot to mention at the very beginning of this episode. I always I always forget that this movie opens the first shot before the gun barrel. It's just a big fuck off frame of text that says, "Yeah, so um this is this guy in our movie Max Zorin is fictional. We do not associate with any 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 other people perhaps. Uh there's some big legalese. It's you had to because it's on it's on streaming, it's on DVD. They have to show that. It's like in between it is in between the MGM logo and the gun barrel. Because for some reason, just before the movie came out, they found out that there is a real tech, con- like a tech entrepreneur who's, I don't know his first name, but his last name is Zorin, spelled no the exact way. same way. No and so they way. had to be like, oh, okay, okay, well, we got to do something here. And so they sent it out with the print. Like they, they have, that tagline is on all versions of the movie just to be like, any coincidence is fictional. <laughs> like in case, like just by any by any case, the real Zorin was going to just flood Silicon Valley of his own accord. They had to be like completely fictional, not. Well, you know what? That's as as the real Zorin. I would have absolutely seen this film and then done that because then it's given me plausible deniability. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but. 
But how? Why would I do? Of course, I haven't done that. The film, what copied the film of? I don't oh, even. Please. I don't oh, even please. own a blimp. I don't even. I don't even have a way to escape. Actually, you know, the blimp is one of my favorite parts of this film. Like yeah. the sliding floor. <laughs> it's just such a good. It's just a good visual. Like it, not enough. Anyone I'll say else? it now. Anyone not else want to drop out? Blimps. <laughs> no, it's such a. It's it, you know what? Because it's such an inefficient in terms of speed way of getting around, but it's it's so like it's so obnoxiously rich yeah. cunt travel. And, like, it's, and it's like it's look hard to look menacing thing. too. Totally. And it and look look, I can put my brand on the side. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's a flying it's a flying billboard. Like, oh my That's gosh, how, how good's that? What a um, great piece of production design. Absolutely. So, fantastic. so so here we've 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 talked about Rog. We've talked about Christopher Walken in a very un-Christopher Walken role because it wasn't yeah, really we the Christopher Chris. Walken that we we know yet. Like it's not that it's not the guy. It's not that guy it's, who's who's look, in the who's in the music video. What's his name? Who's in the uh, fat boy? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm not. I'd be lying if I said I was an expert on Christopher Walken's filmography. Uh, even to this day, like I can only think of a small, tiny handful of performances I know and recognize him in. This being one of them, I guess the other ones being um, Pulp Fiction and uh... I—I don't know. What do you got? What do you? I'm not. I'm not going to help you out here. I'm just I just don't know. Out. I just uh, any any film I've seen with Christopher Walken in it is not coming to mind in fact as of recently i only associate with christopher walken because his wife george ann walken is the casting director of the sopranos <laughs> along with sheila jaffe and so i see that name all the time and go wow that's that must be a wild work day because you work all day on the sopranos um, and then come home to christopher walken yeah, that's wild. A hairspray. The thing that's, is, though, like, there we not, go. That's one. That's one Christopher Walken <laughs> performance. Put him in the books. It's definitely, it's definitely top of my list when I think about Christopher Walken. Because um, here's the thing, though, it wasn't really. It's not really a classic character because he's quite young here, and it's also mm. that whole thing about him being a psycho and like murdering all these people. Yeah. Um. But like, look, that's fine. He's yeah. good in this. The way he is far from is... the best part. Sorry, yeah. The way you go. He... The way he plays it is 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 on, you're right. It's on that right level where it's like it's not too like it's 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 corny, but it's not like it's not saccharine. Like he's the right balance of he knows what movie he's in and he's clearly having fun doing it. Like that that line that line of him and Grace Jones sitting in the in the front of the the blimp and she goes, "What have you?" And he just jumps in with yeah. to a kill. <laughs> That's like yeah. Oh, it's like you got it. You that can only be done a certain way, and and Chris did it with one of the classic James Bond have the title of the film in the script moments, which we'll get yeah. to. Uh, I my favorite, my favorite one is coming up in about six films time, five films <laughs> time, five, five oh films. baby, he's counting down, baby. <laughs> Counting I'm counting down. it down. <laughs> he can't wait. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, but but that's the, the, but that's not nearly the best part of this film. No, 
Let's and the best part of this film oh is without a doubt light years ahead of anything else and anyone else in this film yeah. is the late great Grace Jones. Is she dead? I thought she was dead. Yeah, she died. I, I'm googling this right now. I didn't know. Oh my god! No, she's still no, she's still alive. I have to cut that out. I thought she died. <laughs> That in, leave that in. That's so funny. That's so funny. I was so panicked. I was like, when what the fuck? No shot. Wow. I can't you why are, do I think that? Yeah, no, That's I know so exactly bad. I do know why you're thinking of it, because because Tanya Roberts, you know the what? porn girl, died. Tanya Rob- she died this yeah, she died very early no, this year. Pour a I bit just, out for Tanya You know Roberts. what? I for some reason I thought it and then I was like, and it goes with like then it rolls off the tongue with saying Grace Jones. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Wouldn't it, well, wouldn't it I suck mean, if hey, she died before this episode came out. Yeah, it's gonna suck if she pulls a Sean and die. It's gonna suck if she pulls a Sean and dies not long after it. But we will, much like we badmouthed Sean before and after his passing, we will talk so positively about Grace Jones before and after. <laughs> she is such a gem. <laughs> My I really can't goodness. cut this out now. <laughs> no, you can't cut this. <laughs> I love it. This is now we're potting, baby. That's real. That's real. I love that. Grace Jones. Grace Jones is so good in this. Like she's easily the best she, part of this film. Oh, her character arc, just, her physical presence, uh, uh, her fighting. Like she's so. Her, she's so wild. Her well Every scene she's in. Like, she just she it's you know like she hasn't got a lot of lines so she makes up for it with these incredibly memorable like just physical representations like the whole chase from the top of the eiffel tower to the boat she's just that 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 like that dive that she does off the off the off the tower just like that jump action she does is like burned into my brain as is her calming down Zoran's horse who's all roided up it's all just she's so into it every aspect there's never a point there's never a frame where you can go okay maybe that was a that was a long day on set or whatever she's just in it the whole time Mm. yeah i think it's so it's so great uh i have no fucking idea why i thought she died Uh, I think she's just yeah, she's great. There's not there's not much to say about her other than the superlatives that we've already sort of. I mean, said. She's, I, is it fair? She's to not call a her great the- actor. That's the thing. She's not a great actor, but there's so many things she does so yeah, well. Yeah, it's not really a role that like requires the greatest acting, so, which is which is no. smart. Not to say that, not to like belittle her. You no. know, her presence as an actor, but it's still like. There's just I think her her role as a performer and the the part of Mayday requiring such physicality at all times being this, you know. Like you can look at any of the frames where she's doing heavy lifting, whether it be Roger Moore in a bomb in the ending, or lifting up uh some fucking KGB stooge <laughs> next to her boyfriend Dolph stooge. Lundgren. Yeah, they, you know those KGB guys. They were they were they were kind of stoogy. I'll say it. I'll say it. Except for it's classic Goldman, one stooge, the goat. Um, yeah, um, just I don't know what else. To, yeah, you're I right. Like she's just. There's only so many ways you can say she's sexy. She's cool. She's buff. She's hot. Uh, she's incredible. And there's she's a lot funny. of 
Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons that we that one might say to a casual viewer to skip this if you're watching some Bonds. There's yeah. a lot of reasons to just be like because the plot's just a bit hacky, uh, you know, <sighs> Roger's a bit old. Uh, it's a bit, it's, 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 it's still leaning on a lot of the jokey stuff. There's some good action scenes and look, it's fine. It's, it's, it's good. It's not, it's not the worst Bond film ever. Um, and I think if it wasn't for her, it's yeah. like, well, that could easily be swayed into a eh, pass, but eh, it's like, it's I, quality. I mean, obviously we, we don't, you know, we, we don't have to think about all that because we, we live in a magic world where it came together exactly as is. And I, I think there's plenty of scenes that are just, like, terrific in their own right. Like, the escape from City Hall during the fire is so clearly... I think it's one of the last... I've slimmed up on talking about... I remember this is a regular segment now when we started doing Roger's Run. About how they all took, like, clear inspirations from certain, like, elements of other big blockbusters at the time. And I definitely feel like mm. the, the 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 town hall fire sequence is very reminiscent of like remember when blockbusters used to be like I say remember like we were there in the seventies but remember when blockbusters used to be all about just like burning buildings and getting out and that was your whole movie yeah yeah I kind of it's kind of yeah. it's kind of based I love that there's like yeah that whole that whole sequence in town hall uh, very much know- feels like it's been inspired by that. Yeah, totally. The car chase scene where it keeps getting severed. Yep. The 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 stunt work of, and we'll talk about we'll talk about the all the Roger Moore doubling in a bit. But yeah, like the 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 the, the car chase in Paris where the car just is slowly decimated piece by piece. The the fire truck chase right after Town Hall where he's swinging around on the loose ladder, and then the Blues Brothers esque cop bridge crash it's the the whole eiffel tower sequence yeah the stunt team have got it they got it going on and i'm uh, and then and they and they've really got it going on now and then they get to and then they get to have a younger bond after this film for a number of years well while we're talking about just before we jump onto that do you it's very easy to notice all the stunt doubling in this film. Oh, do you, it's so easy. Do you care? Because there no. are some there are some views where I'm like, no, I don't give a shit. I, but there are some views. There are some sometimes where I'm just like, damn, this is really. I do be looking at six different actors playing James Bond driving one French car <laughs> that is slowly getting. <laughs> but there was such genius, like. This last time I got I noticed like some real genius stunt doubling that is so expertly woven that you got to be a pleb like me watching this movie for what is maybe the, in the double digits of times when he's running that shot where Bond approaches the taxi going follow that car and then the the, the French stereotype is like no 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 monsieur I'm a drinking wine, whatever the stereotype is, there is that shot starts with Bond in the distance running from the Eiffel Tower, and then goes down to the car, and then goes to Roger Moore, like you know, knocking on the window. They doubled a guy sprinting in the background, 
from the tower, move the camera out of frame, and then just had Roger step into the car. If I you watch that, I will have you to will, check yeah, that anybody out again, who didn't watch right. this movie before their pod, if you go back and watch it now, you will see yeah. genius, like <laughs> genius little bit of stunt work. Because then it dawns on you, like, oh yeah, Roger obviously didn't want to do that whole run every take. He's fifty-eight. No. It's hard I'll, enough keeping I'll, Alfonso Cuar- Alfonso Cuaron, <laughs> take note. It's so like you gotta I I got it completely. I was like, you know what? It takes a lot of effort to make it look good for the take. Doing multiple takes and yeah. doing like if you can chip out a little bit of work, it's fine. But you know, it didn't it didn't help that again, not to hark back to my select MCU film rewatch, but I did what rewatch this in the same proximity that I watched Captain America, the winter soldier. And they do the exact same thing during the opening running where they just have Chris Evans run off to the left and they pan the camera around and there's just some guys running super far ahead, ahead of Anthony Mackie. It's really simple stuff, but it just, <laughs> I have to watch that film again. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. We can do it for this. Series. We can it's do fantastic. it for the show. Especially. You know what? I reckon we should, we should. Uh, we're, we're going to wrap that up for this week. That was, uh, I think, I think a, a fair, a fair farewell to Roger Moore. To, to a legend. Who is, who is the late great. <laughs> I want, who is the late great. We can't confirm. We can't confirm. <laughs> we miss you, Sir Roger. Up in your, uh, 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 the great, the DMX. great, the great, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would pay millions of dollars I don't have for somebody to commission one of those like murals of just like Rog and DMX sitting on bikes in heaven as <laughs> like rap, an art rap mural. I will buy that NFT. I will buy that art of DMX and Rog Sir Roger sitting in bikes. Jesus Christ! Like I really gonna... bold colors, like proper, yeah. like proper eighties hip hop style. He's in like Rogers yeah. in the full tux. Like, wow. DMX is in like a beater and some tracksuit pants. Uh, all right, no, I Man. did. I, I who wanna... are the other who, who? Who's the other people that he's allegedly up there like hiding <laughs> with in the in the James tweet Gandolfini? Gandolfini's up there endorse. grilling. Um... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh man fuck i hate just on that by the way i hope you guys realize i hope you folks wonderful folks listening at home realize that we are joking that we hate those tweets i we hate them so much i, I think we hate, hate them, them so much that we like them <laughs> i only hate them i only hate them if there's no art like at least draw it like at least get them or at least do the photoshop <laughs> mock-up like it's so easy i to only just like tweet. them when they're clearly I only like I only like them when they're clearly taking the piss of the formula. <laughs> one last thing before we go to to send off the great man. There's there's the yeah. one controversial aspect to his performance in this film. Mm. Do you think he got the plastic surgery? Well, he must have because the mole's gone. Yeah, I watched that YouTube. Here's the thing: I've I've looked into this. The mole is gone, and I understand, you know, getting a mole removed. 
But do you think he got he do you think he went further? Do you think he do you think he got like the Botox? Do you think he Do you think some of those comments about looking old got to him? I don't know. I need a good 4K <laughs> scan to like check. So this is TBC. TBC, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So Roger know. has yet to be caught in 4K. Blank! This theme song for this is wild. Yeah. And if you can find the film clip of the Duran Duran theme something song to we this. Had as our, something we had as our Facebook <laughs> cover photo six months ago, way before we were ever close to doing this episode. Because I was watching it and I was like, this is so wild. This is fantastic. I have to put this at the cover. Blank! Oh, Bang, bang, bang. Ah, go listen to it and do your treat. Until next time, my name is Roberts, Morgan Roberts. My name is Fitzgerald, Dominic Fitzgerald. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's a rough rider's roll. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's how Rough Riders roll. (laughs) I'm sorry, you got me with that Sir Roger Moore and DMX bit. That's really funny.